Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today I'm back with another amazing guest here on the show. I will be interviewing the fantastic Sharon Saunders who is the creator and owner of Sharon Saunders Dances, which is a studio located in Bendigo, Australia. Sharon commenced classes in Morong in 1992. The school then expanded to Kangaroo Flat in Victoria in 1994. In 1999, Sharon and her husband Damien built a fully equipped dance studio in the heart of Kangaroo Flat. At Sharon Saunders Dances, technique and the fundamentals of dance are taught through the internationally recognised Australian Teachers of Dancing Syllabus, or ATOD, and they pride themselves in bringing some of the Australia's best teachers and dancers to Bendigo each year. I'm so thrilled to be welcoming Sharon to the podcast, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. So welcome to the show, Sharon. It's so great to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Claire. It's an honour. I love listening to your podcasts. I'm awesome. Quite often, yeah. So. Oh, I'm so glad nice. to hear that. Um, so I've already read out your bio to our listeners in regards to your studio, Sharon Saunders Dances. But if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more about yourself or you know, any hobbies or things that you might have outside of the studio as well. Well, I'm at the stage of my life where my children have grown up and it's time for hubby and I to start sort of spending time travelling and not working as hard. Mm, we probably, we're not quite getting there. It's not working yeah. at the moment. We need to systemise and get everything in place so that I can step back a bit. But mm-hmm. at the moment we're working harder than ever. So that's something we're really needing to fix. Uh, we built a new home two years ago on the Murray River, an hour and a half from Bendigo where we live. Yeah. Um, in Barham and that's a town that we've been going to for over 20 years since Damien coached football there and lots of our friends are all there now. Um, Obviously we've made friends over those years. So we love spending time on the weekends just in the tinny and take a drink up the river or go and visit people, go up to the sandbar. That's sort of our getaway. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is, yeah, a bit of a travel, an hour and a half from where the studio is. Um, We're fortunate enough still to have our home in Bendigo where our daughter works and lives. So we're in the middle of, you know, two sort of lives at the moment, a bit of both. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But it sounds like you've got big plans coming up and some changes. still really exciting. So, you know, I still love my studio and really thriving on any professional development and to learn and grow and, and then, educate and empower my team so absolutely to you know the last few years we've really taken on the team training each term more seriously and things like that um, I'm lucky enough to have my daughter Elise who's now a preschool teacher just down the road very handy um, mm-hmm. she can teach for me as well and teach the junior students and preschoolers I've got another student um, Steph who has taught for me well, as a teacher now for eight years and then Hannah who started, she came to her first dance concert to watch her big sister when she was two days old. And so she's grown up at the studio and now she's teaching for me and just thriving and loving it. So I've got people in the studio that are, you know, very invested in in our culture. Um, And then I've got, yeah, some other new teachers. So this year we've got six teachers and 
touch wood, I don't have to take any of my classes. I still mm-hmm. love to teach and I'll feel in yeah. if I need to. But last year it was a bit of burnout because I was the only relief teacher and I just was working too much, way too much yeah. around yeah. the so class. So do you still yeah. take any classes at the studio? Not regular ones this year, okay. but I did awesome. that last year and that changed because of, you know, staff mm. changes. But fingers Absolutely. crossed I'll... Um, just be relief teaching and and spending more time on you know growing the studio and educating the team you know we're adding ready set dance to our studio as well so yes I did see that which looks very exciting I need to spend a lot of time to educate people on how amazing that program is because it's new to Victoria Mm -hmm. and just gone crazy in New South Wales it's just a brilliant program so Mm-hmm. I need time to spend on those sort of things as well as creating systems which I've neglected. Yes. <laughs> home, no, in, because it's all been done by me. Absolutely. And I think that is probably one of, I won't say pitfalls, but that's one of the things I think as business owners we do tend to just fall back on, just going, oh, well, I know how to do it, so it's going to be okay. But like you said, I guess when you've decided that you want to not necessarily take a step back but maybe take a different course and you kind of realise, oh, goodness, yeah, none of this is written down. So it does take a long, well, not a long time, but it does, it does. take time and effort. It's to, been on my sort of agenda the last yeah. two years. Yeah, them. exactly. It's a very slow process. So if there's anyone yeah. listening who's starting, start from the start because yeah, I do everything absolutely. and, yeah, I'm not very good at delegating and I, I need to fix that so that I can go and start travelling. Damien and I would love to jump in the camper and we haven't used it for awesome. two years. Oh, you need to be able to do those things. Yeah, exactly. It's just really hard to get away. So yeah, absolutely. But I guess as well, um, one of the amazing sort of benefits that we have as business owners that we might not have had, you know, twenty years ago, is the amount that technology has changed as well. So. You know, if you're not, if you've got a really solid team and you're not having to be physically at the studio, you know, you, there is opportunities where you can, you know, work from your computer still. But I understand if you're wanting to go on holidays and just be on holidays, that's a different situation. I mean, that's a pitfall too because we do work twenty four seven too much. But you know, we need to set those boundaries, which I'm not very good at either. Um, yeah, and I, it's important I think that- to me that we, I still have a presence at the studio and I'm still yeah. there two days a week when I'm, you know, not away, which mm-hmm. mostly I'm around, like each week mm-hmm. I'll just mix up which day I'm there. So I still know everyone and I still connect with those kids and get photos of them and all those yeah, things. Yeah, lovely. And I think that's yeah. a really good idea. That sounds yeah. awesome. So you, you mentioned that you're in Victoria and your studio is based in a suburb called Kangaroo Flat, which is just, you know, a smaller suburb in your area. But you said that you are in sort of a bigger area called Bendigo, which is, what was the population again, roughly? Well, Bendigo is over 110,000. Yeah. So it's, I think it's the second or third biggest provincial city. I think it's yeah. Geelong, it might be Bendigo, then Ballarat. Cool. Um, so it is a big place. We are an hour and a half from Melbourne. Um, yeah. It is hard yeah. to get teachers. Mm. you know I am very fussy I'd rather do it myself than get the wrong person in the business so you know that's why I did work so much last year because I didn't find the right person like I definitely want the right people who Mm -hmm. are living our values and everything like that so yeah um yeah it's really important that yeah we have the right people but there is still plenty of competition in Bendigo there's probably about 13 dance schools I would say we're the only one in Kangaroo Flat so we are in a suburb which is basically on the way into town. Okay. 
It is considered a sort of a bigger provincial town. It is still a rural area. And compared to a lot of possibly our listeners, it is a smaller um, region, I guess. So do you find, um, you know, growth-wise it, you know, sustainable or do you find there more difficulty with, like you said, finding teachers? Is that probably your biggest? My biggest thing um, will be teachers. I don't yeah. have problem finding like students, word of awesome. mouth over the yeah. 26 years is great. I have students travel up to an hour to me. Okay. Um, most of them are probably within half an hour, but you know, mm-hmm. some are lots of 10 minutes away. So they travel yeah. past every other school to get to us. So that's an honour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're a non-competition school, so that's mm-hmm. a point of difference to us Yeah. Um, from a lot of the Bendigo schools. Mm-hmm. And we do have a strong preschool program as well. So, yeah. you know, we've all, all got our niche. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you've introduced a new program this year in Ready, State Dance. So you're wanting to work on that and grow that, which is fantastic. Yes. Awesome. So now reading your bio, I can see you're a very multi-passionate person. So you started dance at the age of three and then you started teaching around 17. So, you know, with that, you were part of theatre productions as an actor, as well as you were working in a pharmaceutical and the cosmetics industry. Yes. So what made you decide that dance was the path that you wanted to go into and professionally and what inspired you to open up your own studio? Well, basically, when I moved to Bendigo, I tried a few classes, you know, for myself because I was still mm-hmm. quite young and I, I didn't really find anything that oh, comparable to what I'd had before. Uh, Peter yep. Foe left a big impression and I definitely say that I wouldn't be a teacher without having him for the, my final years of training because he was such an inspiration and, you know, continues to be and he's still teaching. I'm not sure how many years now. He'd be more like mm. over 40, 40 years, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our area in Morong, we lived. We actually live out of Bendigo, 10 minutes out of Bendigo and Morong, and there was no dance school here, but that's a tiny little town. Like mm-hmm. it's grown now, but back then it was very small. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I had my first child and I just thought, well, I might as well just do some classes for fun. And Damien mm-hmm. said, that's fine as long as it doesn't affect the family. Mm. And it definitely has. <laughs> I mean, good and bad. It's yeah. it's been good because you know I could work when Damien got home from concreting, but that was still very hard because he was exhausted and mm. handled the kids, all those things. We didn't have family nearby, but we just I did it because of a need, and it just organically grew. It wasn't intentional to grow. Um, I then went to the gym in Kangaroo Flat, and they said, "Why don't you run some classes here?" And I thought, "Oh yes, I can do that." Mm-hmm. So that started and that grew and then we moved to a couple of different venues and then, yeah, eventually we moved the Morongs because we ended up with two sort of areas. We had Kangaroo Flat and Morong and then we brought the Morong kids in, which is just 10 minutes into town. Yeah. And then eventually we built our own um, premises, which was the best thing we could have done. You know, we get there and it's clean and it's ready for us yeah. and I didn't have to chase the CWA ladies as lovely as they were, out and clean up their crumbs because they were yeah. looking at the little girls and saying how cute. <laughs> so it's just nice to have our own space, you know, that's air-conditioned and nice all round and clean lovely. and everything like that. Yeah, set yeah. up how we need it. Mm. Sort of started a bit of a need and then it kind of just blossomed from there. It did. It just, yeah, it did. It was yeah. never really a plan. It was just mm. an opportunity arose, I think. It just happened and... And I really just, I've grown with it, definitely. You know, it started yeah. off just me and and I didn't have a typewriter. I didn't have a mobile phone. There was nothing, you know. There was a landline which rang 10 o'clock Sunday night 
and didn't have a computer that so everything's changed so much mm, yeah absolutely absolutely mm. that's yeah that's amazing and like you said and just in case our listeners don't know if they're not based in australia the cwa is the country women's association <laughs> they so, have lovely <laughs> afternoon teas in their yes. halls <laughs> yes the place i first started my studio it didn't have um cwa but they had a like recreational indoor bowling club and so they'd have like massive strips of like that fake green grass and yeah they did have a lot of tea and a lot of cakes which was always fun and they like to have a chat exactly like you said and the whole committees love to have a polished dance floor which was Mm. just beautiful but you couldn't dance on it without sliding so that was a bit yes true true yes absolutely um but moving sort of a little bit away from that like why you started so I've been you know I've known you for a while now but I've also been following you on Facebook and Instagram and all of those things and I've noticed recently you've kind of done not even some rebranding but I've noticed your brand has become really cohesive and it's like super consistent now and I just love how all of your posts look so I just wanted to you know, see if you could touch on your view on the importance of branding as a studio owner or a business owner and being consistent with that when integrating, you know, your different social media platforms. Well, I think it's definitely more professional if you can get your brand you know, very consistent. Mm-hmm. Probably about three or four years ago, I got a graphic designer to redo my logo and modernize it and, and do it all professionally. Um, I'd had one for years. So since then, I'm using that on everything. So I use Canva and I, I have my, you know, paid version. So I have all of my brand colors there yeah. ready to go so that I can mm-hmm. easily edit photos or make social media posts, things like that. Um, so then, I, you know, it's consistent where people will see it on social media. Yeah. And with that social media, then I will put that into Smarter Q, which, you know, I know you use CoSchedule, which is yeah. great too, and others use Media yeah. Edgar. They're all similar type of things that we can put that content in there and I'm still getting to the point of getting it all in there, but Mm. everything I've put in there is still now rotating around because it's, it's able to, it's all timeless and Mm. that's a consistent thing. I'll still put on my often, you know, regular posts each day or week or whatever as they happen, but these ones are there and I think people just see the colors and the brand and yeah they remember us more don't they absolutely and i think like you said with the with canva which is it can be a free tool but i love the paid version too because you have all of your brand colors just sitting in right there and it's really easy to kind of swap and get um some stuff done on the go or if you're wanting to sort of be a bit more strategic and with sort of tools like co-schedule and smarter like you said it's the more that you put in there, you get sort of a bigger folder, I guess, of like a baseline of different, you know, posts. And so then you, you don't see them recycling as much. So it does still seem very new to, you know, about yes. probably 99% of the people, which is awesome. That's right. And do you have like a favorite social media platform or one that you've noticed that works best for your studio and your area, or are you sort of happy to use a bit of a mix? Um, I think Facebook. I'm still getting into Instagram probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the, the students are more Instagram. The, probably yeah. the parents are still Facebook and Facebook yeah. I can manage a bit easier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, being since SmarterQ, that's been good for me to, to help with the Instagram, although there's a bit mm. of a glitch happening at the moment and it's not playing nicely, so I need to work that out. But yeah. generally 
Instagram won't go straight from these platforms, will they, with yours? No. no, no. It's so not. basically so, not when it's working, all I have to do, I get a little notification yeah. from SmarterQ on my phone and I basically press three buttons and then that's yeah. loaded straight up to Instagram. Absolutely. So it's that, really easy. Yeah, so Instagram doesn't allow any third-party app posting, so no no program allows that. Yes. Um, so Instagram doesn't allow any program. But like you said, with a lot of third-party apps, there is sometimes glitches and stuff. Like I was trying to post a video last week of um, like a talking of me and I just kept coming up with this one video of kids doing cartwheels and I was like, what is happening? But it was obviously just like a bit of a glitch in the back end and then you know, it was just not working. So it's annoying when stuff like that happens. But in general, these tools are really fantastic and, yeah, really allows us to sort of create a more cohesive brand and then put that into place and then sort of save time in the, eventually by not having right. to sort of create it over and over and over again. Definitely. And the other thing that I've been using the last oh, probably five months is Movite. Mm -hmm. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's going really well. It's awesome. For people who don't know it, it's from um, some people in New Zealand created it. And it's um, an app where basically all of my, I pay the paid version for, for my yeah. whole school. Yeah. So all of my students now we can share on this private platform to them mm -hmm. on their app um, class content. So if we take do a new tap step, we can video that tap step you know, from behind or the feed or whatever we want, yeah. we share it just to that class mm -hmm. and then they can practice that. And we found that at the end of last year, we started using it in concert preparation, yeah. learning new Cori and the kids who used Movite had such improvement and the kids yeah. who hadn't re watched it and practiced didn't know what they were doing the next week, you know, because yeah. they were moving along quickly and they were left behind. Yeah. Um, and with ATOD, Australian Teachers of Dance, we're really lucky yes. that Movite um, and them are partners now. So I subscribe to ATOD as well. So now mm. I can actually share an exercise from any exam to that yeah. class. So they can learn it and then I can share it to them so they can see that as well. So, and we're Which also is, using that for communication. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah. It's is because I know a lot of syllabus that they have, you know, for obvious reasons, you're not allowed to share a lot of content, but by having a sort of an app like this that they're partnering with, it's a really great way to share that with exam students. And yeah, like you said, it seems like it's working really well for you, which is awesome. And for anyone wanting to check that out, that's Movite. So it's M-O-V-I-T-A-E. That's, that's right. And I also put my newsletters and handbooks, all those things oh, awesome. or reminders mm. go on there because I've never used Facebook for anything like that. That's really yeah. for potential customers, but this mm -hmm. is a real hub for our community. And, and there's a lot of people that aren't on, on social media yeah. and they feel like they're yeah. really part of it. Now we can run competitions and things like that. So oh, I tried it out. I don't um, subscribe to it at the moment. We don't have a big exam sort of group, but I, when I did try it out, I really liked how I could share videos and things, but I didn't sort of see that you could do newsletters and stuff like that too, which is awesome. Yeah. And you can also do it, you know, a message just to one, one student or whoever, okay. like, you know, send particular, if it's a private lesson, if you're doing that footage straight yeah. to that child. So that's really Fantastic. helpful too. Yeah. And I know a lot of people out there as well, you know, a lot of people try and create their own apps and things, which I think is fantastic, but depending on, you know, what developers you get, it can be quite uh, like a process, I guess. So having something that's already sort of been tested and tried is always a great way to go as well. Yeah. And of course, Trello. I do love yes. Trello. I'm still learning. Um, I've yeah. got too many boards. I 
talked to you about <laughs> once before yeah. and I need to rewatch um, our last chat. Yeah, Trello is awesome, but I'm still yeah learning how to use it the best. Yeah. I think. I've got I lots think, of lists, yeah, <laughs> not ticking okay. them all off. <laughs> that's okay. And I think like with anything, like you said, when you start to systemize at first, it might be a little bit, you know, maybe you think there's too many boards or whatever, but that Trello is really good as well. Cause then when you sort of sit down and go, okay, well, I want to kind of merge these together, you can sort of copy and sort of paste quite easily without having to start from scratch. So it's not, you know, detrimental. It's just probably take you a little bit of time, but you know, everyone is different. And if you like having, you know, a heap of boards when that works for you, that's fine. But if it's, if you're already noticing it's a bit of a problem, like you said, then you can sort of make changes and you'll streamline it as you go along, which is awesome. It is. Now I do find it really good for my team. Like I've educated mm. them to stop texting and emailing, <laughs> use Trello. Yeah. Awesome. So we're all in there and each week I set up a board for each of them. I have mm-hmm. a private one, which is just for anything private between us, but we have a yeah. team board that each week I'll have a checklist of things I need them to say to the parents or yeah, awesome. um, hand out or, you know, remind mm. them of, different things and and they have a checklist to tick off each week and then need to update me you know by nine o'clock the next morning on what's been happening the night before mm-hmm. so um i Fantastic. find that really good and then i can yeah. share my resources or ideas with them on there that type of thing yeah. Fantastic. I do the same thing for my team. Um, and yeah, like you said, I find it most beneficial. I have term templates set up that I just reuse every year and obviously change a bit of the content. But to be honest, when I've talked about this before, each sort of term or season or session at dancing is quite similar, you know, first term sort of setting up, getting the kids introduced and then so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, this term, this year I've got really into sort of sourcing sort of inspirational videos of choreography, different ideas for class content, as well as, um, using that sort of weekly check-in space as an opportunity to share professional development, some, you know, further research or information articles, which has been really good too, as well as it being super effective for communication and like check-in stuff, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also have thought with Movita, we'd like to share like inspirational videos and educate the students on choreographers and mm. dancers and things they've never heard of, you know, different yeah. styles and things like that. So we need to find lots of YouTube clips and things like that mm. to share with them. And it's definitely, it's definitely a wormhole. I got, um, I was doing it a couple <laughs> of weeks ago and I was like, had so many tabs open up on my browser that I couldn't even see which one was which anymore. So it does <laughs> sort of find one person and then there's heaps and there's actually a heap of free content for class planning and exercises for different students, which is just fantastic. And I haven't really used YouTube for that way before. So there's a lot of great information out there as well. It definitely is. It's all there. Easy to find, isn't it? Yes. You spend the day doing it. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I spent too many days, but <laughs> I've definitely learned. So I will have to sort of be a bit more strict with myself next time, but that's okay. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about some of the tools that you use like Trello, Canva, you know, SmarterQ. Do you have any other favorite technology tools at the moment within your business or that helps run your business? It could be, you know, accounting or maybe like an app on your phone that you like just for personal use. Do you have anything else? Um, well, I've just started Dance Studio Pro, so oh, okay, um, cool. that's going well. I'm mm-hmm. sending them questions a few times a day and they respond overnight really well, which is awesome, awesome. because they are yeah. in America and mm. that's 
you know, I know a lot of people ask in a Facebook group, ask questions, but I just find I send them the question mm. and if it's not, you know, daytime there, well, I wake up in the morning, there's always the answer and they're really yeah. good that way. So I'm learning that. Um, I'm sure I will love it later. I, I like it at the moment, um, mm. but I'm still mm. learning. Yeah. Lots of different little things on applying confidence and things like that at the minute. Absolutely, yeah. But that should make life easier and that is, you know, available remotely so I can work anywhere with that and I can hopefully get my team to help use that, you know, when they're at the studio and things like that. Mm. So that should be good. Awesome. Um, Otherwise, yeah, it's really, I'll probably think of another one. That's okay. I do have quick books like Intuit I use for accounts. Mm-hmm. And I've been using that for a while and I find a lot of people love Zero, and yeah. it's amazing. But my bookkeeper suggested that this was very similar and it's, mm-hmm. I bought it on some crazy special lifetime price. <laughs> so much cheaper. It's worth, if you're look, thinking of looking for something and you can't afford Zero, definitely look at Intuit. Okay, yeah, I have I heard of Intuit, but I, I use Zero, um, but I don't actually use it. But I, from what my team tell me it's very good and it does connect with a lot of those online portals which is great but yes do the same thing well i think mine should so that's another step i need to look at yes it's supposed to (laughs) but then others have had software and they say it's not worth i don't know sinking them or whatever because it causes problems but I'll look at that when I get some time. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. There's always, I think, a few teething problems, but if you're just sort of mindful of the fact that there probably will be some issues to start off with, I think in the long run it's definitely way more beneficial and saves a heap of time. Definitely. Yeah. We integrated using Stripe this year as well as an option for our parents to pay. And it integrates like automatically with zero. So when we, our parents get their invoice, there's like a little button at the top that says like pay now. Yes. As they click on it, they can pay with their credit card and then it automatically reconciles in zero. So that's like one sort of step. We're not having to go and match up payments or anything. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yes. really good. Well, I'm looking at yeah. auto pay for something like that. So I yeah. have started, but yeah, that's in the yeah. place. We, and, you know, a lot of people sort of go on about, um, not go on about it, but they sort of rave and say it's the only way like automated payments, monthly payments. It just wasn't going to work for my studio. So I didn't force it, but, um, it's great for people that it does work for awesome. Yes. But then, yeah, we found this to be sort of kind of a happy middle ground. So with Stripe as well, if people are wanting to go on sort of a payment schedule or if they're always late, we can sort of put them on a schedule. So we're not yes. having to chase fees, which is a sort of a benefit, which I found really awesome. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Now my last question for you today, Sharon, it's all about, I'm just sort of like sort of seeing how different studio owners work and run and, you know, do their business or their day-to-day life. So, you know, there might not be a typical day, but you know, as typical as it can be, but can you walk us through a typical day in the life of Sharon? Well, it's not very exciting <laughs> and it's it's probably not very good either I, I'm probably all over the place a bit um, I always wake up and I check my email and all those things they say you shouldn't do but I do <laughs> okay. check and I I, was, okay. you know, I pride myself in responding quickly and people know mm-hmm. I, I try not to respond after hours now yeah. I'll put it that mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I'll reply to emails and check enrollments and res, you know action all of those things I'll usually do a few of those things before I have breakfast mm-hmm. um, 
sometimes I'll go for a quick walk with the dog. Well, not quick. He's 15, so it's a slow oh. walk and I need oh. to schedule more time for myself, but yeah, I'm not so good at that. Um, social media at the moment, I'm learning ready, set, dance songs and they get stuck in my head all day. So it's <laughs> really catchy. Um, yeah, if I'm coming from Barham to Bendigo, I'll definitely listen to usually your Monday podcast and then a couple of others. Yeah. Um, I usually listen to two or three podcasts and I'll find that yeah. really, really good. It's sort yes. of a quiet time. Mm. I enjoy that. Um, yeah, and I go to the studio. I'll probably do you know, a little bit of a clean if I need to do anything or I'll get ready for the teachers or the students um, and then catch up with them as they come in, you know, meet and talk to people. Yeah talk to the staff I'll take I like taking lots of photos so I have my camera with me wherever I go and I take heaps of the kids and use those on our Facebook and social media Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah usually come home for a late dinner or it just depends like I'm trying to depends on some weeks I'll be at the studio or at the moment I'm there every day and night because it's start of year a new team sort of started so I'm there lots but you know hopefully in a little while you know, next week or two, I'll be able to just you know, come down and have two days a week in Bendigo and the rest yeah. of the week working from home, Barham, and then I can mm. stay at my office by the river if I'm lucky enough. So Lovely. That sounds you know, awesome. That's, that's my, my goal And if I come mm-hmm. down here for two days and then the next week it'll be the following two days and so I'm yeah. still seeing everyone every fortnight. But yeah, I can get a bit more productive time at home in the office because I've got a Absolutely. really nice office set up there that's good and... If it's a lovely day, well, like it's been a bit hot, but once it's perfect weather, we can just work from outside would be my dream. That sounds lovely. Um, yeah, so that's all awesome. good. But just really I need to get these systems happening. That's yeah. my big thing I've that's been working right. on for a couple of years and that, it just doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. Not when you're bogged think, down with all the work. So Yeah. I think yeah. one thing as well just to touch on that is that people go, okay, I want to systemize, and they go, well, it should be done next week, but... <laughs> It isn't like, I think it definitely, if you make it a priority, you can get it done relatively quick, but you have to definitely be working on it pretty consistently. A lot of people get a bit overwhelmed and I just want to remind everyone that it's not something to, you know, get concerned about. There's definitely heaps of things out there that you can do to make it easier, but it is definitely a process. And like you said, um, you know, you've been doing it for a while, but you're looking to focus on it, which I think is awesome. I think I must revisit we had a call and you showed me quick time to record yes. systems. I need to do yeah. that because that was really quick and easy, wasn't it? It's so easy. I'm sure, like you said, you want to delegate more. So I'm not sure if that means you want to get like any admin help or anything like that. But then yeah. as well, another great uh, thing that you can do is that you could record yourself. So say if you're wanting to reply to a, you know, an inquiry email, you could record yourself replying, outline all of the things that they must include you know particular language that you prefer to use things like that and then you know you were to have an admin support or you could do it yourself obviously then you can just like attach that video to something like Trello which I used to systemize and obviously you said you like it as well and then you can kind of go through and add a couple of steps but if there's already that video there then if you're wanting to give that job to another team member then they just need to watch it and learn and then they can refer back to it when they need to but you know you don't have to sit there and go like step one right dear john step two you know you can sort of 
the recording I find is probably the best way because you can do it as you're actually doing tasks. So you're kind especially of especially if you want to share your screen, like showing them how to use Dance Studio Pro or something like that. Exactly. That so would be a lot helpful. easier. So I need. I think that's the way way to go. Yeah. So QuickTime is um, just a free tool that on all Macs, but there's other. There's a heap of resources out there like ScreenFlow, as I know is a really popular one. There's, if you Google just like screen recording, there's a heap of them. Um, and you can also just record your voice and talk through a task so that if somebody it didn't really necessarily need the, um, the screen record, well, then, you know, they could still hear you giving instructions. And that could easily be something that someone then converts into more of like a written type document. And you could even make a video for training your team. Like you get a new team member, you've just taught all this stuff to everyone, but you could just have a generic, you know, welcome, this is some things we need to cover so that that saves time and gives them a bit of a heads up of you before they even come. It's so true. So that would be really good. Yeah, and that's a really fantastic thing to do with your team members and also something that you can do. So once, like my studio is pretty systemized now, like I'm always adding new things or updating. But then I look at the, all the systems I have in place and I go, okay, well, if I'm onboarding a new dance teacher, what are the five things that they need to know? And so then I can draw and sort of merge those five systems I've already created into an onboarding sequence. And then they have to go through that. And you can do the same thing for like an admin person, for, you know, a social media person, like depending on what role you were trying to train in. So you can kind of create different onboarding processes for different team members, which is awesome. Very good. Last question I'll ask you, you say you love listening to podcasts and I'm so glad to hear that you enjoy listening to this one, but do you have any other favorites that you're loving right now? Um, I love Stacey Morgan, Ask a Dancer. That one is and very good. And also yeah. Stacey um, does Miss Bossy Boots, so that's more mm-hmm. generic for business owners, which is really mm-hmm. good. Yep. Um, and Clint Salter does a good podcast transform my dance studio so yeah they're probably the main ones I think I have found a few others but I haven't really followed um, fully so I'd love to know some of your good ones um I've got a heap of favorites at the moment that I'm listening to so I'll just give you a couple uh there's one called it's got a hashtag in it daydream achievers podcast which is a really good one she has a lot of like marketing um, very just business sort of a bit more online based, but it's really good if you're wanting to sort of strategize a bit more, I found, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, another one I don't listen to every single week, but I do listen to a lot is, um, building a story brand with Donald Miller. So it's all about different people and like why they created their businesses and different things, um, that you need to focus on within your business and like well, people buy into your business because of, you know, X, Y, Z, not just the content that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, back into and loving online marketing made easy with Amy Porterfield. That's always a good one. And I do like this one called Biz Chicks for women entrepreneurs. And that's spelled B-I-Z-C-H-I-X. And they're probably my favorite business ones at the moment. Okay. They're really good. And then I'm pretty into like politics and some hardcore feminist podcast, which is pretty... <laughs> Um, well there's nothing on tv (laughs) no and I like you said I don't drive an hour or anything to work or hour and a half I only about 20 30 minutes but I do have a lot of time I like you know pottering around the house or going between things and so 
I rarely don't have my earphones in without listening to something. So I do mix it up a bit, a bit of more you know, educational stuff for just the world and then as well as business. And there's so many great ones out there. Another good thing I do every now and then is just look at the favorites or like the most downloaded okay. ones. Yes. And it kind of gives you a bit of an idea of, you know, what's popular at the moment. So generally they're very good. That's a good idea. I've never done that. Yeah. So if you just open up the app, you can go browse and then go like featured top charts, or you can even search in categories as well, which is awesome. Good. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. That is our episode for today. Again, I wanted to thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us. It was really wonderful to hear about your studio and what you've created and Uh, Thank you so much for sharing about your business and, you know, tips and tricks for other studio owners as well. Thank you so much, Claire. You're doing an awesome job. Yeah, I can't believe how, you know, how organised and your business, how you have time to run both dance energy and business of dance. That's a credit to you at your age to be such a mature young lady and taking on the world and making the life that you want. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, you're making me blush. That's very nice. But I am, I am, yeah, like you said, creating a life that I want, which is very exciting. Um, you know, it's definitely not uh, always easy and that's like any business owner, but it is definitely very exciting. And I'm very blessed to be able to, you know, basically create things that probably, you know, 20 years ago weren't even a possibility like podcasts is such an amazing medium that I just have so much joy talk and I get to talk with awesome people how fun is that and get to say it's my job (laughs) that's the thing all of these or social media have brought so many of us so close together and yes when I started we didn't have a mobile phone so we didn't have internet no we didn't have any um was quite lonely so now I have such a community of like-minded people that I I love and adore and we bounce off each other and share and help each other and meet at professional development and Mm. every day we have connections online it's so true there's always a lot of downsides to these type of things as well but there's I definitely think the joy and the benefits outweigh it tenfold so oh definitely definitely a blessing and we are able to create you know and sort of like you said, share ideas, which is just an amazing, amazing platform that we all have access to these days. But again, thank you so much for joining us today, Sharon. Pleasure. And I hope to talk to you again soon. We will. Thanks, Claire. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.